0: The online dating world is awash with apps to choose from. For some people, finding a relationship has never been funner or easier. For others, the relationship they have been longing and searching for never seems to appear on the apps they've dedicated so much time to. We talked to one person who shares how three years of swiping and matching left them in the one place they didn't want to be, single. Who can relate
1: Feels
0: like, I'm definitely gonna die alone. Okay, so, we're here with Greg Hoffman, my dear friend from the Peace Corps. That is how Greg and I met. We've known each other for quite some time. Greg is an awesome guy um, tall, handsome, an attorney, awesome sense of humor, and he is somehow still single. So Greg is going to share with us his experience on dating apps. And we're going to talk about what his run has been like with these apps and the things that he's learned and the tips that he has and just have a fun conversation about it. So welcome to the show, Greg.
1: Thanks, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk
0: to you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you at in life right now?
1: Um, I am, I'll be 36 years old in two weeks. Um, I'm an attorney for the music department of a talent agency, and I just moved to Nashville, Tennessee about a year and a half ago after spending 10 of the last 12 years in New York. Um, And the two-year break was where I met you in the Peace Corps in Uganda. And I am somehow still single. (laughs) And... and, um, kind of over it at this point and so definitely had a long run with the dating apps in new york and mm-hmm. then moved to nashville and found that the dating scene down here is a lot different for my personality um and is not really conducive for me individually using those apps as much as i like am enjoying someone's company and i think that they're a great person and we're having great conversations there were so many times where the date would end, and then I find myself going home and opening up the apps again and looking at what else is out there. Um, and there's definitely some, like, I think, like weird, compulsive behavior in that um, that has maybe a lot to do with my own personality, but it's also sort of fueled by the culture of dating apps in a big city. It got to the point where I was more dates that I went on, I found myself walking out of the house and dreading going on the date and just not wanting to do it anymore.
0: Yeah. And so
1: I decided not to and just deleted the apps. And so now I'm kind of like um not really meeting anyone, but just sort of you know, I'm happy. I have a great social base down here. I have a great job. I travel a lot for work and I'm dear, dear friends with all my coworkers. But as far as relationships go I'm just sort of waiting to see who I meet through life instead of trying to force it to happen. Um, I think that that's like a little healthier to where I'm at right now, but it's also a little scarier because I'm getting older. And it's <laughs> with well, each passing year, I get a little more freaked out, that maybe it won't happen.
0: What you're saying is I'm just going to live life in real life? And I'm not really, I'm going to take myself kind of out of my phone and out of my apps and just look around and be present in my life as I live it.
1: Yeah, and and I'm certainly not like knocking people who choose to stay on the apps. I mean, the apps are like awesome for a certain point. And I also think that I met people, had I not be, had my head you know, for lack of a better phrase, had I not had my head so far up my ass. So I met people on those apps that I could have entered relationships with and could have made great partners, and I could have gotten to know them much better. Um, and I just didn't give it the time or attention because I would just go and get back on the app. And that's on me, not the nature of the app. So-
0: I would go back, Greg, to your point of um, the usage of the app. You know, I would say that... I think the way that you are using it is the way that the apps were intended to use. They're intended for the user to continuously come back on um, social media in general has created a lot of times this, the culture of the grass is greener on the other side, right? We're always looking for the bigger, better, mm-hmm. next thing. So you were actually using yeah. the apps in the way that the apps were intended and created for the user, which is come back, come back, come back, you know, and see what else you can find and see if there's something else just a little bit better, just a little bit better. So I would say, yeah and if you, that's kind of what the apps are you, made you, for.
1: And that's that is a bummer because if you fall into that trap, it's 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 just empty. It it feels pretty empty after a while. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I I should probably distinguish that I never used any of the pay apps. Oh. And now I'm curious. Like, is there a difference? I was never. I was always on the free apps. I was on like. Hinge, Happen, Bumble, OkCupid, and Tinder. Those were like the ones. Um, wasn't necessarily on all five at any given time, but those were the ones when I was really like serial dating.
0: Do you have any like experiences that sounded in your mind? Like, I just it was really bad.
1: <laughs> I don't really have any crazy horror story off the top of my head.
0: you lucky in and that I also case.
1: Met... <laughs> yeah, I also. I mean, I think it's when you when you are sort of looking at who's on these apps, mm-hmm. like, one, you just have to acknowledge that it's
0: way easier for a, a man than a woman. Uh, hold up. pod. Yes, Greg, we have to agree. It's far easier for a man to navigate dating apps than a woman. In a recent study, it was revealed that the number one fear that a woman has about dating online is that she will meet a serial killer. For men, it's that their date will be fat. Come on. So yeah, there are major differences here.
1: Um, I think that most of the women who are on these apps aren't, like, creeps with some sort of hidden agenda. Um, Mm -hmm. I also think that they're much better at being open about what their agenda is. If someone is looking for a relationship, they say it on their profile. If someone is looking for a sexual encounter only, they say that on their profile. Um, Whereas men, I think there's a lot of bait and switch. There's a lot of guys who, like, try and make you think that they're super nice guys and then they pivot and get really creepy. When I first started doing it and coming out of that relationship, it was really exciting. It was really nice to be validated and know that you're a sexual being that women can be interested in and there's like instead of having, you know, 10 years ago to go into a bar and work up the nerve to talk to someone, mm-hmm. if someone slides right on you, you are immediately validated and intentions are made clear. That felt good. Um, it's a really good way to rebound when you're getting out of a relationship. And so there were parts of it where it there were like really high highs. it's exciting and it was fun and I loved going on these dates. And then after a while, it sort of becomes the same experience over and over again. And then maybe like two, two and a half years into it, it just felt almost like a job.
0: Seems like it would it would be, like, a pricey thing to continuously have to do, too, right? I mean... Oh, my just...
1: God, it's so pricey, Mona, <laughs> especially in New York. And I, I'm not kidding, like, I have a good job. Like, I'm, a, I'm I'm an attorney at, like, a pretty big talent agency.
0: Yeah. Um, and I can remember, this was also,
1: this date was... Uh, you know, when I wasn't... I, you know, I was living in New York, which is a much more expensive city, and also making a lot less money. But still, I remember... If you've ever seen the movie Half-Dates, where Dave Chappelle goes on the date, and in his head, he's, like, counting money that he has in his pocket. I only had eight bucks. This was gonna take some careful budgeting and maneuvering. Yeah, I remember I that. Went, <laughs> I literally went on that date where I had, like, $160 in my checking account. Um, we were just gonna meet for drinks. And this girl wants to meet at this baller restaurant, and with every cocktail she's ordering, I'm having a panic attack and doing the math in my head. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to make it out. And that was, that was a big wake-up call. Um, yeah, so... It so super pricey.
0: I bet.
1: And, and then I also just think it's, like, the more I edge towards being ready to, like, find love and find a relationship, right. it was almost, like, the less into being on the apps I was into and now I feel like I'm really open to that and ready for that and I deleted all the apps
0: let's say you meet someone on what? a dating app do you go onto their social media and verify that person and like see about them oh my god yes <laughs> what is that process uh, like
1: and everyone does it Like as soon as it's, this, is, this is terrible to say but like even on apps where I don't actually, I don't think any app gives your last name, but like, if you give your first name and like your job description, or I can see that we have like a mutual friend or whatever, mm-hmm. within, within 10 minutes, you can find the person on social media yeah, for you sure. know? and find out, um, you know, whether they're legit or not, or, or at the very least find out more things to feel to So, at least make you feel like you might have a connection. Mm -hmm. The other thing you do when that happens is you go and find this person on social media and make up a completely fake person in your head. Um, (laughs) Wow. I think that it's it's probably way more useful to wait to, like, internet stalk the person until after you've had the first date so that you already know what they're like. Mm -hmm. Because if you start internet stalking them before
0: you've ever met, you create a fake person in your head,
1: and then you go meet that person, and they are nothing like the fake person that you created in your head, always. That will happen, at least for me, it happened every time.
0: Oh, I'd imagine, because all the content is, you know, carefully curated and controlled, and so you meet someone in real life, you're going to get a, a different glimpse of who they are, maybe more about their humor, more about their quirks or something, yeah. than you're going to see, like, on social yeah. media. And then how about, like, the type... Yeah.
1: So there's also just ways to interpret uh, the context of someone's profile, uh, like, like the, the sort of miscalculations I would always make is I would assume someone was way more outgoing and jovial mm-hmm. based on what they were putting out on their social media when I would find them, and then I would meet them and they would be a drip. <laughs> they would be like Dang. a very boring person. That's um, so funny. who really, we, it, 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 they wouldn't give you anything in conversation. It was a one sided conversation and one word responses from them. Um, I can remember a few times where I thought I was going to meet this person that I was just going to like cut it up with and share a bunch of laughs and have a great time with and then when I would meet them in real life, it was just like, I wish I hadn't gotten had gone on this date.
0: Do you factor yeah. in like likes and comments and followers into your analysis?
1: I don't. Um, not really. No. It was more just like, where did you grow up? What, you know, what kind of music do you like? What kind of? I think for, if you're going to look at someone's profile on social media, it, for me, it's not about evaluating. I don't know things like that. It's mm-hmm. more, let's see what you posted from last weekend, and do you enjoy going to? You know. Like, my favorite restaurant in New York was a uh, enchilada place that was inside of a bodega. You know, not every, <laughs> not every woman in New York is going to be thrilled about going to that. And they, they, you can very easily sort of make judgment calls based on um, how people spend their free time, whether or not you're going to line up.
0: It's pretty fair to kind of... Yeah. I would definitely want to do all of my research and stuff like that. I mean, what is the biggest... Takeaway in terms of like my biggest lesson learned from your experience on dating apps.
1: Um, I would just say if you have, you know, two or three good dates with someone, and you really one, I would say like try and do some real, you know, self evaluation and be very clear about what your intentions are. Um, and I would say be upfront with that person. And what happens all the time, and you know, when I look back on all the dates that I went on, there are dates where I did this, and I would never do this again. I feel pretty bad about it, but I just think that there's a lot of people who maybe feign interest when they're not just for the sake of having it be a good date, <laughs> like. Um, there were a lot of dates that I thought went great and apparently the girl wanted nothing to do with me and,
0: yeah, and it happens.
1: And it like, as disappointing as that is, I did the same exact thing. It's like yeah. I don't want I don't want to be treated that way, but then I treat people that way. Um, so I would say be really honest about what your intentions are and what you want. Be open about that with the person you're on the date with and if you're not interested, tell them. And I, I think the biggest thing for me Is that I sort of have, you know, the the emotional maturity of a ten year old when it comes to any sort of conflict. I hate conflict, and there were a lot of times where I would go on two or three dates with someone and I wasn't super into it, and I wouldn't tell them. I would just like ghost on them, and yeah, you know, when that happens, when that happens to me, it feels, it doesn't feel good, and it's not like look if you have like a great date with someone or a great two or three dates with someone. I'm not at all saying like delete your profile and, you know, make this person your in a committed relationship. But I would just say, if you have like, you know, a second or a third great date and you feel really great about the date, just put the apps away for a week
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and,
1: then, and try and focus on just getting to know that person a little better. Um, because it does get hairy when you're just serial dating all the time, and that's when I think, well, like, getting back to the, the grass is greener thing, I was definitely, um, I, you know, that definitely happened to me.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. When again, I think that's not, um, that's not a user error. I think that's, you know, using the apps as they were intended to be used. So don't get yeah. too hard on yourself for it, that. It gets,
1: maybe just go into it with that self awareness yeah that maybe maybe the end game for these people is not for you to find love it's for you to stay on the app
0: what you said about all of us being so busy and not having the time and these apps being very convenient way for us to meet people while that does make me a little sad to think that we're so worked up in work that we don't have the time to do much human mingling, um, it it makes yeah. tons of sense, you know. And I think that finding love online is is very normal um, in my in my opinion. I
1: think it is very normal, but I would also say that it's not the only way. Right. So for, you know, there's so many people I know who have. Found successful relationships through these apps, and that's amazing. Um, it's amazing. Like these people never would have found each other before mm-hmm. the, this age that we're living in yeah. and these apps. But at the it, at the same way, like I talk to a lot of my younger coworkers. i you know, I, I work with a lot of people in their early twenties, and all dating is for them is the apps. Like that is how you meet someone. And right. There are other ways to get out there and meet people. People aren't thinking of the broad spectrum of how to meet new people as much now with these ads, and I think that apps are the only way that you think like that that's what dating is it is apps and yeah i mean not, there's like plenty of other ways to get out there
0: yeah don't forget you could still go out with your friends and catch a stranger's eye and start talking to them that way and meet people through friends and meet people th- through family you know i think that's a yeah. really really good point that you bring up is that people are like you know limiting lim- limiting themselves to the online experience when it comes to finding somebody
1: i, I haven't gone on any dates on this app but there is actually one app that i still keep on my phone um which one know, is that? are you familiar with the app called happen
0: happen no what is happen about
1: yeah. so it's a geo location based app that's it basically acts like a missed connections um, mm-hmm. if you, it, you know if you cross paths with someone and you this is what I use it for is basically like I never have the courage to talk to someone in public, like walking up to a stranger on a train is mortifying to me. And also like no woman in New York city on her commute wants to be bothered by some guy hitting on her. Um, <laughs> but there are like, you get out there in the world and you see attractive people who have style that you like, and maybe they're like reading a book on the train that you're into. Like there are times when I want to talk to someone and I'm too scared to. And this app your GPS tells you um, when you are within, like, whatever it is, like 200 feet of someone, and the only people that will come up are people that you cross paths with. So if you sort of, you know, see someone on the train that you think is very appealing to you for whatever reason, you don't have the courage to say anything to them bullshit you on the train just don't talk to people on the train um, <laughs> you can get on the back and see, and see if that person's on there and then if they are you can you can talk to them and if they're on the app then you know that they want to be talked to and um, I think that one's kind of neat but I, I, I don't use it because no one has it <laughs> so... I, wish, I kind of wish more people had that one because it's actually one that's about more engagement and it's not just Scrolling through profiles, cause yeah. The only profiles that come up are people that you've crossed paths with in your
0: life. So that that app kind of breaks the barrier to entry. So it doesn't it doesn't like talk to them or anything. It just lets you know you're not annoying this person if you talk to them.
1: Yeah, it's basically all it is. It's is like Tinder, but instead of six million profiles in New York City all at your disposal the only people who will ever pop up that you can swipe right or swipe left on are people that you've crossed paths with. And when I talk to people about it, there's a lot of people who think that that's creepy. And I get thinking it's creepy. Mm -hmm. But there's something about it that I really like because you get a second chance at those human interactions where you didn't have the courage to go say hi. And, like, I'm just not... I'm not one of those social people that has it in me to, like, chat up a stranger at a bar one of the things with that is that i just have never been the guy that will ever approach a stranger that i'm interested in and let them know that i'm
0: interested does that guy Um, still exist though greg i mean from your opinion does that guy who will just go up to you and say hey you look really nice or hey how are you i mean does that guy still exist are we are we as a society allowing that guy to exist or are we making it so hard for that
1: I think we're making it so hard for that, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, uh, I don't think we need that guy to exist anymore.
0: Um, (laughs) Why?
1: (laughs) You know, because I think that that, of those guys who exist, maybe one out of ten are charming and have the social radar and barometer to know sort of. Maybe if a woman wants to be talked to, I think that the guy when you have your earbuds in and your head in the newspaper on the train, and a guy wants to get your attention and talk to you, like I'm okay with that culture dying. because um, I, you know, like really? I don't want to be bothered on the train, and I don't, get, I don't get to be bothered on the train because I'm, you know, a middle aged man. <laughs> but there are of women just out there Just don't talk
0: to, to people on, on the train, TV. everyone. Like, just leave me
1: alone and let me go to work. It's like, I don't want to be hit on right now.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I'm okay with that. But I keep reading all of these, like, really great art. It's so funny to me. I was just in Paris um, over New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and, you know, the French look at us as just so puritanical, and, they, and their comfort with expressing affection in public and with being approached by a stranger and not having that be a problem is complete from a completely different perspective than ours. And it's a perspective that when it, you know, right. when it's explained to me, you know, what the origins are in those, in that culture and those feelings, that also makes a lot of sense of course, um,
0: cuz you know what? That's also romance, isn't it? To be to feel like someone oh, came yeah. out of that, their that, way that. to talk to you, came out of their way to compliment you. All signs point to no and yet here he is saying, "Hi, how are you?" But like you said, like maybe not all signs point to no, but like you have your when I say that, I mean you have your earbuds on or your head's in your phone, which is basically saying, "I'm busy and I'm not in this present moment. I'm locked into exactly, something else." Exactly. But someone so, taking that I, time I think that's I think that, I think there's a balance to it, and it's two
1: things. It's one like read social cues that say I don't want to be approached right now, and don't approach someone. I would also just say that like if you are one of those people that that where it isn't and, you know an inherent part of your personality where you are comfortable approaching a stranger, like. Yeah. Take that stranger's response for what it is and respect the response. But yes. If someone's not interested, that doesn't mean that it's the start of a negotiation. It just
0: means not interested. you need to walk away. Yeah. yeah. You gave it a shot. Um, you know, you tried and she's not interested. Of course, I totally agree with you. Walk away on that. But, you know, it's interesting that you stated, you know, being in France, it was a very different vibe, which makes me wonder maybe this is more of kind of a, a culture that we're developing here um, in the States versus other places.
1: I mean, I don't know enough about it to answer that, but I do know that you know, some a single person in their twenties in Paris would probably tell you yes, <laughs> they would <laughs> agree with that. Yeah, um, and they could articulate why they agree with that in a way that whether you whether you agree with it or disagree with it, there's logic in their explanation. Right. You know, you could you can't you can't deny you can't just say that this is you know uh a sexist society where men objectify women and that's where they're coming from like no, it's like there's a there's just a different culture of romance there and they see things differently um
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I can at least like empathize with that perspective when it's explained to me but yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just different. I'm an introvert. I don't know.
0: But I think you're on the right path exactly doing what you're doing, Greg. I really like the idea that you are, you know, just saying, I'm going to live my life in real life. <laughs> you know?
1: I hope so. Yeah. Because there are days, like, the days are certainly much better and much more fulfilling. And I'm having so much more fun not going out on dates all the time. But then the sort of uh, – there, I don't know. I don't know about other people, but I sort of have my, like, moments of peak clarity kind of staring at the ceiling right before I go to bed. And so there are still those moments where I'll sort of have, like, these th- these moments of pure heightened perception and awareness, and it feels like I'm definitely – gonna
0: die alone no i mean you know what it's It's, that's this that's the thing though is that there will always be people online who are out there looking for something and i think i think that's comforting like you know in the end for you to be like i i could decide to go back on the internet to find someone and there will be people there because it's full of people you know should you ever choose to and that's like and that's also that's like
1: one of the most beautiful parts of meeting people online is that, like, sort of the weirder you are <laughs> or the yeah. harder it is for you to find someone that has anything in common with you, there's someone online that has something in common with you. Exactly,
0: um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's someone out there, and that's what makes the interwebs the interwebs, because it connects us.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, I look, I would totally vouch for Greg. Anybody who's listening... <laughs> I will tell you all about him. I will give you the breakdown, but we will make sure that this anybody who's interested is perfectly sane. Greg, don't worry. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. So Greg and I just celebrated our 10-year Peace Corps anniversary coming back, and that was amazing. Thank you so much, Greg, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Everyone, please remember to review, rate, and subscribe to our show. If you loved this episode, make sure that you leave us a review, you subscribe to our channel, and keep coming back. Peace.